Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Stevie Scott. Stevie is a mom of five children. She's a pastor's wife and director of prayer ministry sessions. The cry of her heart is to help people hear the voice of God and find inner healing and deliverance through prayer. She loves foreign missions, beach vacations, hiking, reading, and drinking coffee. Stevie, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Yes, it's such an honor. I'm excited to discuss these things. Yes. Yeah, it's um, it's such a powerful ministry that you have, and uh, I'm thankful that I've gotten to experience all of it not only in prayer ministry sessions, but I've seen it firsthand either at our church or in Brazil. And so uh, I just love the the power. You're, you're a tiny person, but there's a lot of power. It's like a stick of dynamite. You know, So there's a lot of power when you come into situations, you're never intimidated, uh, no matter how crazy things may be getting. <laughs> like that just, I think, gets you fired up even more. Uh, so <laughs> it's really cool to watch. Uh, somebody walk in the fullness of the authority that is the Holy Spirit inside of them. So I'm fired up for what God's going to do today. Amen. Yeah. So how did you get started? Uh, Again, for those of you who can't necessarily see her, uh, petite lady, uh, how did you get started in such a powerful ministry? Uh, What made you want to get into uh, prayer ministry, inner healing and deliverance? Well, um, I didn't really want to do that at all, really. Um, I just wanted to to follow Jesus. I was more interested in healing ministry. Um, and, and I figured deliverance, that could be for someone else. Um, but this all began when I was on a mission trip in Rwanda, Africa. And we were sharing the gospel from home to home, Um People would gather at the house and we had shared the gospel at a house um, and they had all received salvation. And then we were asking, what can we pray for? And they told us there was um, a man that lived close to them that was full of demons and just to pray for him, his freedom. And, And I said, well, I mean, we'll go to his house and pray for him. And they were no, sister, we will not take you to his house. He would, he would uh, beat you up. Um, they, they said he, um, they keep him tied up in this dark house on top of the mountain. Um, and because he had just completely um, beat up like 10 men that were trying to subdue him. He's full of demons. He's very strong. And we are not taking you there. And so I thought, well, okay. <laughs> and so um, as I, we left the village that day, uh, my heart began to become so broken for him. And the Lord was speaking to me, telling me, you have to go to him. Um, and I could just see him as God's child locked up in a room without any hope of ever being helped or set free. And it just completely broke my heart. So I knew the Lord was telling me to do it. And so I was I was trying to get someone to come with me. My interpreter was like, no, sister, we I am not doing that. And I understood. 
And so uh, I asked a lot of people receiving that same answer because people are afraid of this ministry and they're afraid because they don't understand the authority of Jesus. Um, and I won't say that I really understood that completely at that time either. All I understood was hearing his voice and obeying his voice. And so I finally found some people from the village that took us up the mountain. So we began to travel up the mountain. And as we get closer to that house, you could feel the heaviness of oppression. You could feel it inside of your body like it made you feel just um, exhausted and hopeless. And so we would just praise God as we were going up singing songs to God. Um, and then when we we got to the house, um, the man was inside and he was, his hands were bound together. His feet were bound together. And so we entered into the house and everyone kind of went to the four walls and God overwhelmed me with so much love for this man that I, I went to him quickly. I laid a hand on him. I was breaking the rules of deliverance that I didn't even know. Um, and, um, and everybody was looking to me like, okay, what do we do? And, and I really didn't know because no one had ever trained me in this. I just hadn't heard a lot about this. And so I just asked God and God was like, I want you to acknowledge my presence in this room praise me. And so I told everybody, okay, everybody praise God right now. And we started praising God. And then you could feel the presence of God come into the room. And then, and then the Lord told me, cause I, I was like, God, now what? I don't, I don't know what to do. He said, now tell every demon that's in him, leave in the name of Jesus. And so I told every demon to leave in the name of Jesus. Those demons came out of him. And he was a totally different person. I, I told them to cut those binds off of his hands. And they're like, oh, no, sister, he's going to abuse you. He's going to hurt you. I said, no, he has been he's been set free. Um, and, and they did. And he was and he was kind and he was gentle. He received salvation in Jesus. Um, and he learned the story of a demon possessed man from the word that day. Um, what God taught me on that day is you don't have to know all the things, go through all of the training classes, read all of the books before you obey my voice. Some of the simple things that Jesus tells us to do is to heal the sick and cast out the demons. And if we don't know what to do, he really will speak to us. And so he, he taught me, he was like, I will tell you what to do. And still to this day, I would say the most important part of deliverance ministry is hearing the voice of God. I do say, read all the books. I do say study. Um, but the most important part is hearing God's voice because he will literally lead us through every step of the way. So powerful. And obviously it changed that man's life and the impact that that has on the people that see him afterwards. Uh, I mean, that that's just, it's so powerful when you know this is who somebody was before and now they're a completely different person, just like the man in the garrisons, you know, it, it has an effect on everything. And, and that is God's heart to set the captives free through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus. That's what he paid for not only our salvation, but also healing and deliverance. And so, you know, when 
you have that powerful moment and you're you're in Africa and you just know like, all right, anything's possible. The word says anything's possible for those who believe. And then you come back to America and you still see uh, a lot of uh, the oppression leave. You know, you see demons leave people here on a regular basis. Um, what's it like when you believe for it and you want to see somebody set free? And you you don't necessarily see that right away or, um, you know, what do you do then? Yes, because that's what God told me when I got home. He was like, this is not just for Africa. I was just preparing you for what you're going to do at home. And um, and often we do see people get free. Um, and then sometimes you don't because the most important part of deliverance is not the actual demon leaving you, but it's walking out the obedience, staying close to Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, not reopening the doors that allowed that demon in. That's far more important. So the person who is fully surrendered and wants it and is ready to walk it out will get free, will get free pretty fast most of the time. The person who's not quite ready to let go of the things of the world or let go of the sin or let go of the lies, they're not going to get their freedom fast. That's good. So if you're out there and you're dealing with issues and you're like, why can't I get rid of this? Uh, surrender. Surrender is the answer. And the more fully surrendered, the more fully, uh, more full of the Holy Spirit you are, uh, the easier that is going to be to find that freedom. Uh, but I think that one of the common misconceptions that we have, especially here in America, is uh, a lie that a lot of people have been taught that Christians cannot have demons. Now you yeah. do deliverance ministry on a regular basis. Uh, is that true or false? So I'm not usually going to do deliverance on someone who is not a Christian because if they do not have the Holy Spirit inside of them, they cannot stay free. Um, the Bible tells us that deliverance is the children's bread. That's what Jesus, that's what Jesus said. Um, Paul told us, do not give the devil a foothold. So we can, we're, we are a, a body, a soul, and a spirit. When we become a Christian, our spirit is completely sealed up with the Holy Spirit and the enemy cannot touch our spirit man. That's part of us that's made, been made holy and blameless. That's why we can say I'm holy and I'm blameless because your spirit man is. Um, but we still have a soul um, that's our, our emotions, um, our personality, our thoughts. Um, and we know that has not been completely sanctified. And so sometimes the wounds on our heart cause demons to come. They're attracted to the wounds that we have not gone to Jesus to heal. Jesus is, he's close to the brokenhearted. He binds up our wounds. But if we don't go to him, we keep that wound and demons are attracted to that. Um, and we, we, we sin, we sin with our body. We still um, are not fully sanctified. And so these are where the openings are to the enemy. It, there's been a misconception that all demon oppression is possession where it's in the person's spirit. That's not 
how it works. These demons attach to the soul or they attach to the body um, because of our sins, our wounds and believing lies. Yeah, that's really good. And so uh, the short answer uh, to what she just said is Christians can have demons. And so if you've believed that lie, as I did for a long time, that Christians cannot have demons, you could be walking around with oppression and you're trying to figure out why do I feel this way? And it could be demonic oppression that the Lord wants to deliver you from. It doesn't, again, mean that you are possessed by a demon, but oppression is very real. And you know, so I'll just share personal testimony. Um, you know, I've been through four ministry sessions with you and your team. And every time it's been amazing. The Lord has done something different and he has, you know, freed me of something from my past or, you know, spoken something over me that was absolutely what I needed to hear in the moment. But the fourth session was the most powerful session. And so we had three more, you know, like, okay, I, I'm thinking, uh, now, I knew going into it, all right, there's something off here, and I don't know what's going on. And before that session in the morning, the Lord showed me that there that he wanted to go deep and that there was some trauma that I was unaware of. And so in that session, you know, we ministered to that trauma, and ultimately, there was a handful of demons that left. And it was, uh, and, you know, Jamie, I love you. Uh, but she's like, don't, I wouldn't be telling everybody that. And it's not something that you really want to share with everybody. But here I am sharing on a podcast because I feel like the Lord is wanting people to understand like anybody, like I love Jesus. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm walking with him every day, but we all have things that can attach to us through those wounds, through trauma from the past. Sometimes we're aware of those traumas and, oh, that's easy. I remember that. Sometimes the trauma was so heavy that, you know, it just gets, I, I don't even know how it works, but it can get suppressed in our mind or suppressed in our thoughts that is not even something that we want to, you know, remember or deal with. So um, I just, I think it is so powerful that people understand that, First of all, it's okay. You know, if that is the situation and and you feel like something's off in you, asking for help is really important and knowing that it is available that the blood of Jesus has already paid for that freedom and so you have the ability to receive it and there's no shame in that. And so, you know, the enemy would love people to think, you know, if that is the case that that you have had that situation that you shouldn't tell anybody like I, I'm fully okay with who I am in Christ that, um, you know, I'm not a weirdo and I'm, you know, going to continue to share the things that he places on my heart, regardless of what it looks or sounds like to anybody outside the body of Christ or specifically religious people inside the body of Christ. So uh, I appreciate what you and your team do because it is not only so powerful, but it is also empowering. You know, when we're able to step into the fullness of the identity that Christ has paid for us, that that he has given to us as sons and daughters to be walking around fully alive in him, it's, um, it's so important. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life on Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. 
Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. How long have you been operating in this ministry now? And, you know, what are you seeing today that, you know, obviously you had that, that first one was like mountaintop literally and figuratively. Uh, but, you know, what are you seeing today that, that God's continuing to show you and, and open your eyes about? Yeah. Um, I believe we've been doing it um, around probably five years. We had a, a soft start where we started trying it. And I'm not really sure exactly when that was. But um, we are seeing such an increase um, in like a like a quickening. God's doing a lot of things fast. We're seeing a lot of um, things that people would say are just complete. They're just impossible. Like um, people uh, with bipolar, people with split personality, things like these that you know that people are like. Ah, I mean, I just don't see them. Um, I have a girl on my team that was set free from bipolar and a host of other things. And yes, there was um, mental issues. There were, but with the mental issues, there was demonic oppression, and there were demons making the mental issues. Mm-hmm worse. And so when she was healed of those wounds and set free of those demons and the power of God came over her, like he just restored her to what he had always called her to do. And she Mm -hmm. sets people free at work, in sessions, everywhere she goes. And it's just, it's really, it's really incredible. Um, We see such like openness and honesty with people concerning open doors and sin. Um, A lot of times in the session, the presence of of God is just so sweet and comforting. And you can feel the safety of God that people feel free to open up about anything. And as soon as you reveal these things to the light, the darkness already starts to shrink away. Um, And so um, it's incredible the things that people are really getting free of. There's just been an increase in in power. I would would definitely say we're just, we're in awe of God. Well, I think that it is, um, it is amazing. You go in there and it's, you know, little room and you feel the presence come in so heavy and, and it is, uh, the the thing that I love is not only do you guys see crazy stuff happen in there, but you know I've never sensed uh, any judgment. I've never sensed. Uh, well, I used to think that Matt was normal, but now Matt's a weirdo because of <laughs> the things remember. that happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hallelujah! Uh, but you know, it it is you're going into the deepest deepest depths of of somebody's soul their heart, their spirit, like all of these different situations and you are shining light in the darkness. And then the fact that people are loved when they're coming in, 
throughout the whole thing. And when they go out, like that's how God sees us. Like even in the depths of our brokenness, God always loves us. He's always for us. He wants to pull us out of that. And I believe that a lot of the things that we're seeing today on this earth, you know, it is a battle for identity, you know, identity confusion. It's all about the enemy trying to steal the seed that God had for people before they were formed in their mother's womb and trying to get them on a path that was never meant for them. And so I think that that is, um, it's extremely important. So what would you say to people that, um, you know, this is resonating with them and they're like, man, I, I just, I, I think maybe there's something going on in me. Maybe I need to, uh, maybe I need to, maybe I need to do, maybe I need to do something about this if I could speak. <laughs> yes, I would say, um, yeah, um, email me, go on our church website, um, sign up for a prayer ministry session. Um, it's always a beautiful time of hearing God as well. Like, cause we're going to ask God all the questions. It's not a counseling session. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I am going to direct you to God to hear his voice, find his freedom and find his healing. And so I would say, um, yes, we would love, we would love to, to, schedule anyone for an appointment um, for one of these sessions. I would highly recommend that too. Uh, you know, another cool thing that uh, I just remember when we were in Brazil, uh, you, me and Pastor Matt, you know, we got called to, um, oh, yeah. you know, this neighborhood, a very sketchy neighborhood. And, you know, we get called behind, uh, you know, the the gates of this house and, um, you know, there's this girl, Thais, and, you know, we're there in this home and there was clearly demonic oppression in her. She had been in a coma for a while and, you know, it wasn't a, um, you know, we weren't praying for peace. We weren't praying for comfort. We weren't praying that the Lord would take her. We were praying that she would be set free. And that the cool part was, uh, you know, Pastor Matt, so we've only got a short period of time and uh, we ran through that time very quickly. I think he said we've got 45 minutes and then we were going to have to go meet the rest of the team. Um, you know, we blew through the 45 minutes and then we were at an hour. OK, we, we've, we're really going to have to go. I think it was two hours, 45 minutes. We were totally there. Like a drive by happened uh, while we were uh, at this house, like very close by. Uh, but we weren't phased. We continued to go after, you know, this woman being fully restored. And we saw her lips move. We saw her hands move. We saw her eyes move. Um, you know, we just definitely knew that God was moving. Unfortunately, uh, you know, after the two hours, 45 minutes, uh, you know, it's like we're going to be left if we do not go. But um, I just think that it's important for people to know, like, sometimes things happen quickly. Sometimes. Yeah. They, you know, sometimes they don't, and you've got to continue to press and you got to continue to believe that God is who he says he is. And so I'm just, I'm thankful for, you know, you and Pastor Matt, that, that y'all's heart is we're going to believe God, we're going to trust God, and we're going to continue to press in. Uh, now, sometimes you do run into uh logistical issue, like time constraints, but um, you know, I just I think that it's important that people persevere 
for the breakthrough, sometimes, you know, again, with me, it was fourth session before uh, like the most powerful stuff happened, but I kept going. Um, you know, what would you say to, to people that uh, make, well, I've, I've tried that before, but I, I just, it didn't work for me. Yeah. I think uh, the process is so important um, to, to keep going, to keep moving. Freedom can be a journey sometimes. Um, God, he's loving you along the way and you're learning so many things along the way and he's equipping you to help others. It doesn't always happen fast. It actually happens fast less than it happens. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I would say keep pressing in, receive all the ministry. Don't give up. Like we've, we've lived these lives and we've allowed our hearts to be so hardened by things that softening of the heart takes time to happen. Um, and so I, I would definitely say, keep pressing in, don't give up and don't give in. If you still have depression, if you still have anxiety, if you you still have fear. If you are tormented in the nights, if your mind is foggy, like these are not things God gave you. It's not his will for you. And you're not supposed to hold on to him. And so I would say, press him for full freedom, freedom until like you are a hundred percent free. Um, because it's worth it. Jesus paid for it. Why would we waste his blood? It was expensive. I want it all. You know, <laughs> mm. yes, yes. Now, um, have you always been this way? Have you always been walking with the Lord? No, no, actually not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and really, and part of my testimony is I used to be so full of fear. I used to be so shy. I used to be so timid. And um, God really revealed himself through the word. He um, revealed to me like, well, he delivered me of fear. Like I had one of those dramatic experiences where I was on the ground shaking and sweating as God was delivering me from my fear. Because like God has placed this treasure inside of us, this calling and this purpose and life puts stuff in the way. Okay. The enemy tacks stuff on our own sin opens the door for that. And so I had all of that on me and God was breaking through all of that. And I can say now I am a totally different person. I'm not a fearful person. I just like, I know, like I will do anything for God. I really will. And so um, he completely, he completely transformed me. I had opened so many doors um, it, when I was in rebellion um, and I had to pray through repentance, but not just repentance because I had left all those things behind. I had to go back to those places and I had to send out the demons that came in through those places. Way back then, they came into me when I did drugs, when I was drinking, when I was sexually immoral, they did. When I got close to Jesus and I got saved, they kind of went dormant. They had no more power, but they did cause things like fear and depression and heaviness sometimes. Um, and so I had to go back to those places I had to completely shut those doors, even though I wasn't cooperating with my actions anymore. 
and send those demons out. And they came out of me and I was really freed. And, and so now the boldness that I have and the lack of fear I have is because I've been set free. It's not because I'm a special person or have a special anointing. God only chose me to do this because he knew I'd say yes. That's the only reason. And he knew I would tell other people how to do it. I firmly believe that, that that's the only, that's the only reason. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel strongly about that. No, it's very important. And, you know, I, I think that there are so many people that disqualify themselves from ministry. They disqualify themselves from sharing what God has done in their life because of past sin, because of past situations, because they used to be one way and then they change. Like you're you're hearing from two different people on this you know, recording here that that they lived a life before Christ and it wasn't good. It was full of all the trappings of this world and we didn't even realize it. You know, so if you're out there and you're listening, you're thinking, well, that's great that, you know, she's doing prayer ministry and, you know, he's doing these things, whatever. Like, it's only by God's grace that we are able to speak about these things. It's only by God's grace that we were able to get set free. There was a process for both of us. There was that process of, God, I am so sorry that I broke your heart in doing the things that I did before when I didn't know or knew and did anyway. But we've got to not only you know, turn from those things, we've got to repent. We've got to ask him from our heart to forgive us. And when we do that, he does that right away. But you still have to walk that process out of being purified, of being uh, released from the things that you participated in the past, uh, because you don't even realize that you've attached these things uh, that these things have attached to you because you were just living the way that the world told you to live. And so when you start walking with the Lord, you know, you've got to get rid of the baggage that you collected along the way. I was 37 years old before I gave my life fully to Christ. There was a lot of stuff that had accumulated over those years that was not good. And then, you know, walking through the process of you know, coming alive in Christ, there were still those things that had to be removed and I still have to die daily. You know, so every single one of us have to die daily. So you never arrive in Christ. You're never disqualified because of who you were when you choose to you know, get rid of those things. Like, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to receive everything that you have for me. Please forgive me. That's done. That is done in an instant when you come with him with a pure heart and say, you don't want to live the way that you've been living. But, you know, walking out freedom, it takes a little while longer, but it's still an amazing process. It is beautiful and it, it is uh, challenging all at the same time. But uh, I think that that is so important that people realize it's it's not anything that we've done. You know, it's because of the blood of Jesus, that this is available for every single person out there. All of the things that we're discussing on this show, it's all because Jesus lived, he died, and he rose. And then he ascended to be with the Father and he left us the Holy Spirit. You know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that everybody ought to experience it. 
So what would you say to people as we're uh, parting ways here? Any final thoughts? I would just say, begin to ask the Lord, are there any lies, you know, that I'm believing about myself that you want to show me? Are there any lies I'm believing about you, God, that you'd like to show me? Like, start opening your heart to see if there's, you know, some things that God's not saying. I would also say, start asking the Lord, is there some wounds on my heart? Like, where's it? Has there been some trauma or just some hurt, some betrayal um, that I haven't really dealt with? And Jesus, I want to invite you to, to heal those wounds. I want to forgive those who wounded me. Forgiveness is such a such a huge part. Um, and and then the, and then the other part would be like, God, is there any repetitive sin that I just can't get away from that is from some demonic oppression that's holding me in this? It's not just me choosing it, but there is an another force that's kind of holding me in this. Start opening your heart and asking these questions. And God will God will reveal to you the answer. And when he shows you what it is that's coming against you, you can tell those spirits to leave in the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear, I won't think your thoughts. I won't act out your actions. I won't cooperate with you. Spirit of fear, leave now in Jesus' name. It's as simple as that. I won't cooperate with you. Leave now in Jesus' name. So I would just encourage you to just open your heart. Let God just start bringing all the healing and all the freedom. Amen. All right. So what was the uh, what's the website that people can go to to learn more about you or uh, the gathering place or the prayer ministry sessions? I would say to the best way is to email me at Stevie, S-T-E-V-I, at gpchurch.tv or uh, the gathering place. I think it's thegatheringplacechurch.tv. It's funny. You forget stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're not looking at it. Right. Uh, It would, the easiest way is really just to email, email me. We have a whole team um, that does this and we'll, we'd love to do that. And they're awesome. They're awesome. All right. Will you pray for us before we go? Yes. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, for uh, Matt's heart. God, I thank you, Lord, that he wants, he gets freedom. Lord, he pursues freedom from you. And then he wants everybody else to have it too. So I thank you for him. And I just bless him for that. Lord, I thank you for every person that is listening to this, that you are speaking to them. Holy Spirit, you are drawing them in with that spirit of adoption. Lord, I thank you that your children do not have to carry the things that the enemy has placed on them. Lord, specifically, you said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but I have given you power, love, and a sound mind through the Holy Spirit. So we thank you. We don't have to keep the things that the enemy puts on us, that there's no demon in hell that doesn't bow to the name of Jesus. So I just, in the name of Jesus, I go ahead and I bind any spirit of heaviness, any spirit of fear, any spirit of perverseness, any spirit of abuse that came in through abuse. Um, I just bind any spirit of anxiety, any spirit of rage, hate, anger. Now, in Jesus' name, I bind those spirits 
And in Jesus' name, I command them to leave. And God, I thank you that you, you bring freedom to our lives, Lord, and you bring an increased amount of freedom, the closer and the longer that we get to be with you. And so I thank you for your presence, Lord, and we receive your peace and your power and your love, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for being here today. And I just, I really appreciate you and all that you carry. You and Pastor Matt, love you guys and uh, thankful for uh, y'all being my pastors. So if this has blessed you today, I ask that you would share it with somebody else. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose, or on Instagram, Living Life on Purpose Always. And we will be back in two weeks with another episode. Thanks so much, and God bless you all.